What is up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark Burry, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And one interesting revenue opportunity for speakers out there is to get sponsors. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how speakers can go about this approach to getting their own sponsors. Our guest who joins us today, she is an award-winning author, investor, futurist, and keynote speaker. She is also the CEO of Speaker Sponsor, the only website for speakers looking for small business sponsorships. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Profitable Public Speaking is none other than Julie Austin. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Julie, I'm so happy to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast and uh, speakers being able to get sponsorships. I mean, it's such an interesting revenue path. I'm wondering if you could just shed some light on what the whole process would look like for speakers interested in getting sponsors. Sure. Um, I, when I first started, I, I, well, my background is in TV sponsorship. I actually started in New York City, um, and that's when I put together small business sponsorship, and um, that was for a TV pilot. Uh, when I started uh, becoming a speaker, about you know half of all the jobs out there are free ones, and everyone wanted me to work for free. <laughs> and I said, you know, I live in LA, I can't do that. I said, but you know, I have an idea for you. What if I get my own sponsor, and that way you don't have to pay me. My sponsor will pay me, and it's not selling from the stage. It's you know, just um, things behind the scenes to promote my sponsor. So you get a good speaker, the sponsor gets in front of their target audience, and the audience is happy, and uh, everybody wins. So that's how I got into it for for speakers and when it comes to sponsorships for speakers is there just like a point at the end of the presentation when you mentioned the sponsor is this stuff you do off the stage how do these kinds of arrangements work yep there's a lot of different ways you can do it i mean the first time i ever uh, got a sponsor it was for a you know, for, I guess you call them tween girls, <laughs> um, not not teens, but like the 13, 14-year-old girls. And um, I, my sponsor was a game company. And so they wanted to get in front of this audience, and they had the game in the back of the room. So the girls could play the game. They had brochures. Um you know, in a lot of different ways. And you're right. I, I would also say thank you very much to my sponsor for, for having me here. And that's, that's about it. The rest of the entire speech was all great content. And I mean, it's interesting. You mentioned this concept of uh, you mentioned like, thank you to my sponsor and that person being there. Uh, do you have to talk to the event organizer about that? Or is that just something, uh, where you just bring a friend in and that friend happens to be the sponsor. Oh yeah, you absolutely want to, you know, whenever someone hires you, uh, you want to tell them, you know, first ask them if it's okay if you have a sponsor, if they're not going to pay you. I mean, if they pay me, I, I don't bring it up. Um, but, you know, if they don't have a big budget to pay me and they have a small budget, then I'll say, can I fill in the rest with the sponsor? Or if they're going to hire me for free, 
I'll ask if I can have a sponsor. So, I mean, it's really in their, to their benefit to do that because, you know, they get a free speaker and, um, and I get paid. So, yeah, you should have, um, definitely ask them and make sure that there's no conflict with their own sponsors. And again, this is a very interesting concept. It's just new to me, and I feel like this is a great opportunity. Uh, it's just a matter of like uh, how many people like do this kind of thing. It's like it's one of these like newer things to me. Where do we even start with finding brands that would sponsor speakers in this way? Well, before you even go looking for sponsors, um, I'll back up a little bit. Sponsors want someone, they want ears and eyeballs. So if you think about, you know, a, a TV commercial, they want people to turn on the TV and see their brand, or if it's a radio commercial or a billboard or whatever, an ad in anything, um, they want to get in front of people who will buy their products. And the great thing about sponsorship is that it's a targeted audience. So let's say, for example, it's all new moms and you have a hundred or 200 new moms in that audience. That's not a huge audience. It's not like putting a TV commercial on and reaching millions of people, but then again, there's no waste. So it's not like with a TV commercial, you might have, you know, grandparents or people who don't have children or whatever. You're reaching a lot of people that, aren't interested in this way it's exactly who your target audience is so um i would start with the fact that they want as many ears and eyeballs as possible so before you even start to think about sponsorship do you have a following so i know that you personally do have a following so you can go to a sponsor and say look you know, I have a podcast and I have X number of people who listen to it. I have, you know, 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 people on my social media. All of those things count, not just the people that are in the room. So I see this as like, I mean, it's trying to incentivize with as many different things as possible. Exactly. Yep. Yep. They want is as many, like I said, as many ears and eyeballs uh, as possible uh, targeted towards their product. So if you happen to have that following and then you go and you do any kind of event that has you know, their target, target audience, then they'll listen. So before you even get to that point of going to look for those people, I would say start building your following. And let's say we have the following and we have the engagement. How will we then go to finding sponsors who could be a good fit? Oh, a lot of different ways. I mean, the, you know, there, first of all, um, there are about 28 million small businesses just in the U.S. alone and probably about 18,000 big corporations. So everybody starts with the corporations. And anytime I mention sponsorship, everybody says, oh, I'll get Nike or Coca-Cola or IBM. And I go, no, <laughs> you might get them. But more than likely, it's probably better if you start with the small businesses. And when I was in New York 
City and I did the TV show, literally my boss left for the day and said, go get us some sponsors. <laughs> and I had no idea how to do it or what I was doing. I, I, and I didn't even think to call, you know, IBM. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have entered my mind. So I literally walked out the front door and walked door to door and, and had a proposal for them. And I said, look, here's what we're doing. Here are the people on the TV show. And this is what we're going to do for you. Are you interested? And so that way, it sounds, you know, kind of crazy in, in today's world, the, the digital world, but um, I was face to face with the owner. And we, that's how I put my original TV show together was by literally having the face-to-face -face meetings. And still, I think today um, it's one of the best ways to do it. That's why I focus on small business sponsorship. And that is a really interesting point. A lot of people, they do rush to the corporations when thinking of sponsorships because the corporations have the most money, but uh, they're the ones that everyone's going to. So you could find a small business that isn't getting as much attention that could be looking for attention. And then all of a sudden, right. you the sponsorship. Exactly. And, and just because they're small doesn't mean they don't have money. I mean, many years ago when I first started, um, and this wasn't for speaking, but I was putting together a play in Los Angeles. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if the concept of sponsorship would work for that. I put together a TV show. And so I literally, I went to a, it was a small ad agency wasn't even in the US. It was a European ad agency. And I found them just from doing some research that they were looking to get into the US market. And I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not, but I contacted them. Um, they're very, small businesses are very accessible. You know, there are people who will answer the phone, they will talk to you. And so they actually liked the idea. They said, well, here is what we want. <laughs> here's what we're going to, we'll put $60,000 into your production, but here's what we want out of it. So they wanted, you know, a star studded um, uh, opening party. Uh, they wanted lots of PR. They wanted um, celebrities in the production. And I just said, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and then hung up the phone and went, oh, now what am I going to do? <laughs> and so I went to, you know, I started auditioning people for the part. And as soon as I got the celebrities, then we sort of branched off into putting the, uh, the party together and put the PR together. And it was amazing. We had some great people in the audience. Some, you know, Carl Reiner was on the front row. And so, um, you know who he is, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you're you're kind of young, but um, yeah. So we we had a great uh, presentation, you know, and, and that was sixty thousand dollars. That was years ago. That's that's quite a lot for a first sponsorship. So just because they are small business, that doesn't mean anything, because um, sometimes you can get more money out of them than you can out of. You know, I've done big corporate sponsorship where I didn't get that. And I mean, part of that could be with corporations. Like, uh, you, if you're a public company, everyone's going to pay attention to how you spend your money. While if you're private, people don't care as much. There are fewer hoops to go across to reach a decision maker. So 
Again, I really do like this idea of the small business. I'm wondering how do you pitch yourself if you are just a speaker, you're a speaker who goes all around, you've got a big speaker platform, but you may not have as many of the other things uh, going for you. So how would you pitch yourself in that case when it's just a sole focus on you being the speaker? Well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't even really matter what you speak on um, so much as who is, who is in the audience. Like I mentioned the, the thing about the, the new moms. So it really, you could, your speech could be on anything. Uh, but it's, it's just the value that you are bringing to them is your social media platform, your following, and your audience. That's that's the value, and that's how I've always pitched it. I've always and and sometimes it's easier to get people who know what sponsorship is, and sometimes it's easier to get people who don't have a clue and you know are very curious. I've had people say, "Oh, I don't know if I'm interested," and hang up, and then they call me back and go, "What was this again?" And then and then I I hooked them and and got them to sponsor. Because they, it was so unique, such a unique concept. And I mean, it is interesting how so there is that follow-up element to it, where someone who may not initially be interested then decides to jump on board uh, later on. Can you talk a little bit about what your outreach looks like? Like, is it a certain number of phone calls each day? Is it like an hour block each day? What does your outreach effort look? like? Um, I think everything in life is a numbers game. <laughs> I am a huge, huge cold caller. And I know a lot of people don't like cold calling. But you know what? Um, people rarely hang up on me. <laughs> if you're nice, you're friendly, and you um, have something of value for someone, then um, and it doesn't and a lot of people go, Oh, can I just send an email? No, not really, because you don't know what they want. So just like the uh, the ad agency in, in Europe, if I had sent an email and we just done it that way, I wouldn't have, they pros probably they were going to ignore it, <laughs> you know. Um, it's like, it's easier to ignore an email. But once you get someone on a phone or you meet them in person, it's much easier. It's harder to say no. That's why I think when I did it in New York and I went door to door, I got a lot, I closed a lot of sales because it was just me face to face with them, you know, and, and it's much harder to say no. So I think um, everything in life is a numbers game. It's just, you just have to hustle. And, and I run several businesses and it's the same with every business. <laughs> you know, it just is. But somebody, like, but somebody will say yes. Somebody will say yes. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that. Uh, a lot of this stuff is a numbers game. It's looking at your numbers, seeing how to like increase your conversion rate, uh, seeing how you can get in front of more people. And cold calling and in-person meetups are two things Julie has done that have really worked well for her. And um, I feel like there are going to be people who are really fascinated by this whole sponsorship for speakers concept. And they're going to want to learn more about you. So uh, where are some good places we could just continue to follow your work? Uh, well, if you go to speakersponsor.com, then you, um, you know, that's everything is on the site. It's, you know, what I did really is that I started from 
with the, the website as a sponsorship directory where speakers can go on and they just pay by the month and they're listed in the directory. And then what happened was people started getting sponsors and then they called me up and went, now what do I do? <laughs> so yeah. I had to put all of this into a, a, a webinar, into a course to teach, you know, this is like 20 years of experience in being in the sponsorship business that I've had to put into this, this uh, course. And it's on the website. It's under the resource tab or the, the event tab. Um, and there's also a, a free video that you can watch on the, on the site that tells a lot more about it. But yeah, so that's, I, I really kind of, the reason I got into speaker sponsor is because other speakers weren't getting paid and I was. <laughs> so at, at, a, at a conference, people go, why are you getting paid? We didn't get paid. And I said, well, I have my own sponsor. And, well, how do you do that? So that's that's how it started. It just started with me doing it, but then other speakers wanted to know how. And and believe me, there are tons and tons of jobs out there for speakers where they don't get paid because there are just so many speakers at a conference. They may have one keynote and 30 or 40 breakouts. They can't pay everybody. So there, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, that's a really great point as well. Just the fact that, you know, some events with so many speakers, they can't pay everyone. So this is that opportunity for those types of speakers to get their payment. But uh, all those, uh, the links, speakersponsor.com will be in the show notes. Once again, Julie, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was such a pleasure having you on Profitable Public Speak. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you.